Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Johnston. This is episode 13. And I want to talk to you today about Kaizen. Kaizen. It's a Japanese word uh, that means consistent improvement. Uh, and, and that consistent improvement usually means personally. Uh, it, also, it also has the connotation of change for the better. So it's a Japanese word uh, kind of spelled phonetically in English, K-A-I-Z-E-N. And so the whole thing behind it is there's a, there's a constant need for improvement. And there is uh, always a change that can be made for the better. I, I've loved this word for a long time. I first heard of it uh, back uh, in industry back in the 80s. Uh, and it's been a big part of uh, Japanese culture and Japanese business culture in the modern era. Uh, around, you know, constantly improving yourself and improving uh, what you do. And I've been thinking about this a lot uh, in regards uh, to leaders and pastors uh, really pressing forward in their own personal growth and their own personal improvement that's continually and consistently uh, bringing change to them, you know, the transformation in Christ. And so I think you know, as we look at this idea of continually improving, continually growing, uh, the first thing is, as we have to discuss, is having a desire for excellence, uh, you know, in our person and in our kingdom service. Uh, now, you know, as I start out about this, you know, I said excellence, uh, not perfection, and because, you know, no one's ever going to be perfect until we go see Jesus uh, perfection can actually be the enemy of excellence. But excellence can be thought of as doing the best we possibly can with who we are and what we have right now. And so I think that we are supposed to approach what we do in life in general, in ministry specifically, uh, that we do it with excellence. We do it to the best of our ability. And if we continually grow, if we continually develop, then we can be more effective in what we do in mission. We can be more fruitful for the Lord. But we need to press forward. And, you know, Colossians 3 says that we ought to do everything as unto the Lord. So in Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Now, this has general application to any field of endeavor, any kind of vocational pursuit in life, but certainly it applies to uh, the ministry that we do, that the leadership uh, role that we have, whether it's vocational, bivocational, or avocational. It's just something that we do as part of our service to the Lord, that we're leaders. And so in that, we really need to be uh, those who are seeking to do it with with you know, whatever we do, we do it with excellences under the Lord. You know, that back in World War II, when they would launch uh, bombing raids, they would often call for the thing called a maximum effort, which was we're putting every bomber we got in the air over the target, and we're just going to hit it with everything we got. And so, uh, you know, the call for maximum effort, I think, is is really what this scripture is about. Uh you know, we don't want to be a minimalist. We don't want to just get by. And so many people I run into and so many people I see, they're just doing what they need to do to get by. And, and obviously, it's very often because we feel overwhelmed, that we don't necessarily know all the time where we're going or what we're doing. 
Uh, even though we're doing our best for Jesus, it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So we tend to hedge our bets. We, we tend to get a bit lazy. We tend to throttle back. But really, we got to push those throttles all the way to the firewall and make a maximum effort. We can't get into the habit of, uh, habit of just being a minimal, minimalist, just doing the basics to get by. You know, in, in Ecclesiastes, that great tome of human wisdom, says in Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. So in other words, whatever comes your way in life, whatever work that God has given you, just throw yourself at it. Give yourself to it. Uh, do everything you need to do to uh, engage what God has given you to do and set before you. And so I, I think this is the whole thing. You know, what, whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. And whatever you do, do with all your might. Go all in. Give maximum effort. You know, whatever it takes, you, you've got to sow into it. Because, like, this is Jesus we're talking about. This is the kingdom of God. This is not just like a hobby. You know, it's not like you're building model airplanes or, you know, you're out golfing. I mean, good heavens, I like to golf. But if I golf, you know, uh, there's not a whole lot of, of greatness involved. And so, you know, I, I'm not too worried about that because it's a hobby. I'm not trying to be the world's best golfer. I do want to be a really good pastor, a really good leader. And so with that, I got to invest in that and, you know, instead of investing in my golf swing. So I, I really think that we need to press in. We need to press on. And, and you know what? Um, the Apostle Paul talks about this in Philippians 3, where he tells us to press on. He tells us the strain towards the goal that Jesus has set before us. So let's pick it up. Philippians 3, starting verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who press on towards the goal, I'm sorry, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have obtained. So, you know, what Paul is talking about is our personal transformation, our effort in the Lord towards ministry. You know, that thing that Jesus Christ has laid hold of us for, we got to press on, man. We got to lay hold of that for everything that Jesus uh, has invested us for. So, like our own transformation, our personal growth. Uh, our effectiveness in ministry, the fruit that we bear in our lives, giving glory to God. You know, we just got to press in, man. We got to press on. We got to press through. Uh, we we can't have a minimalist approach. You know, the writers of Hebrew tell the writers of Hebrew tells us this in Hebrews twelve one and two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So he says we need to be like Jesus. We need to, we need to press forward. We need to lay aside every weight. We need to embrace our cross. Uh, anything that is sin, anything that's outside the will of God, anything that inhibits us, from pressing forward into what God has for us, we need to lay it aside. We, we just need to be done with things that suck up time, talent, and treasure that take away from our investment in the kingdom. 
And I mean, seriously, I'm hardcore on this. We need to really look and evaluate our lives to, to just jettison out of our life anything that's making us not pursue Jesus and not pursue excellence in ministry. So we need to always be improving ourselves. We always need to be working with the Holy Spirit and, and allowing that transformation to work. You know, we have to partner with him for that transformation to come to pass. And so we need to focus on Kaizen, constant improvement and change for the better. Now, for that to happen, I think there's, there's a couple of things we need to focus on. Three things, in fact, that we need to focus on to see that continual improvement happen so that we can press forward to lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of us for, so that we can press forward into excellence and move beyond the minimums. First, our spiritual growth. Like, it goes without saying, but re regrettably, so many leaders, so many pastors are not investing in their own spiritual growth. And so with that, uh, there's no regular spiritual disciplines. There's no time in the Word. There's no time in prayer. Uh, there's no time in, in solitude or reflection or silence. or There's no time in fasting or very little. There's, there's little time invested in community beyond what they have to. You know, again, we're going minimalist. And so most of the time, leaders and pastors, they study the Bible, but they do it for other people. They don't study the Bible for themselves. So, so we have to engage in a regular set of spiritual disciplines uh, to really undergird our own spiritual growth. So if we're going to continually improve, it has to be through partnering with the Holy Spirit through the classic spiritual disciplines. The second thing is, is that we have to focus on our own health and self-care, including soul care. So body care, soul care. We have to set aside time uh, for us to rest. We have to get an appropriate amount of exercise for our, for our health and for our age. We have to care for our weights and we have to go to the doctor. We have to take our medicine. Oh, we have to get prayed over when we're sick. I mean, we have to, we really have to build in some margin uh, for some downtime. We really have to figure out how to do this. And as busy as I am, uh, and, you know, my wife works full time and pastors with me in the church. And I'm doing praxis and trivium, you know, all that. We are still, and we struggle, man. We struggle to find time just to kind of to just to cease and to, we do Sabbath, but we, we were always interrupted by the needs of people. So with that, you got to set some margin. You got to guard your health. You got to take care of yourself. It's got to be a lot of self-care. So third thing you got to focus on for this to happen is you got to focus on sharpening your missional skills. Like you got a tool set that God has given you, but you know what? It's kind of nascent. You have to work with it. You have to learn how to use it. You have to develop it. You know, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old. I've been in pastoral ministry for 31 years. Uh, I've been a Christian for 55 years, and I'm still, still driving in. You know, I'm still pressing in. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to understand how to do things better. I'm trying to learn new skills from, from other people. I'm trying to learn how to sharpen the skills I have. You know, and even though I have a PhD, I still study. I still read. I still research, uh, I still write to kind of pass it on. So I'm constantly, in fact, even on that, I'm, I'm learning how to, to write better. 
Uh, I'm sharpening my skills that way. I've learned new skills around this, podcasting or blogging and different things like that. So I'm learning new skills. So you constantly have to work on your skill set. So, you know, most of you out there that have listened to this, you're probably not as old as I am. And, and you probably hasn't, haven't been in pastoral ministry as long as I have. So let me encourage you that if I'm still doing it, you probably ought to be too. So you ought to press in and work on your missional skills. So spiritual growth through regular spiritual disciplines, personal health and self-care, uh, meaning body, body, mind, and spirit, and then your missional skills. That all has to be uh, an element of focus for you to have continued progress and continued development. So like third, practical steps. Well, first of all, you need a plan. Uh, you really have to come up with a plan on how you're going to approach your life. You have to come up with a plan for what those spiritual disciplines look like. You have to come up with a plan on what it looks like for your own personal self-care. You have to come, come up with a plan that you might put together maybe on an annual basis on what skills you want to learn, what things you want to grow in, uh, what do you want to do to learn and to grow. And, you know, once you get a plan, you need to stick to it. Uh, and, you know, as part of that plan, you probably need to evaluate what are the things you need to push through? Like, what are the stuff that you're dealing with personally? What are the limitations that you're feeling? What are the things that you have to push through that can, can really take you to the, the next place that Jesus wants you to come to? And, and hint, hint, it's going to take some discipline to get there, whatever it is. It's going to take discipline. It's not just going to happen. There's no way that God's going to kind of sprinkle some Holy Spirit fairy dust on you and, it, and you, you, it's all going to be done. You're going to have to put some effort into it. That's right. I said effort. Remember what uh, Dallas Willard said, you know, God is not opposed to effort. He's opposed to earning. So you can partner with God in your own development by putting some effort in. What do you got to push through? And then, you know, what's holding you back? You know, what do you need to lay aside? What's the weight that hinders you? What's holding you back? Kick it to the curb. Ask the Holy Spirit to break it off of you. You know, talk to somebody if you need to talk to somebody about it. Change your life cycle. Change the way you do things. Change your pattern. If you come home and flop on the couch and click on the TV and burn time or you spend too much time on social media or you're just like burning hours on gaming, you know, binging Netflix, whatever it is, you need to get out of that and get beyond it. But you need a plan. You need to make a decision on what it's going to look like, and then you need to stick to it. So you need a plan. You need to stick to it. Next thing is you need someone to come alongside you and walk with you. You need someone to, who's gone before you that can pour into you. Yep, basically, you need a mentor. You need someone that even as you're discipling people, you're going to need someone to mentor you. And, you know, if you don't have that person in your life, you need to get them. And you need to arrange time with them. Now, some of you, you might have some peer mentors, you know, some, some guys or ladies that are at the same place you are uh, in, in life and ministry. And so uh, you're kind of walking together. That's great. And, and that's super helpful. But maybe also some of you might need somebody who's kind of been there, done that, you know, they've got the t-shirt, the coffee mug, and the bumper sticker, and they can pass on what they've learned to you. So in that, you probably need someone who's gone before you 
that can pour into you. So you need a plan, you need to stick to it, and you need a mentor. You need someone who can walk with you in the whole thing. Now, the, the last thing is, is, well, not the last thing, but the next thing is, you better be reading stuff. <laughs> and I'm not just talking pulp fiction. Uh, and it's okay to have some brain candy every once in a while, especially when I'm on vacation. I'll burn through some super cheap uh, sci-fi novels for brain candy on my uh, Kindle. Uh, but really, you need to be reading something with content. And that could be blogs. It could be uh, articles. It could be books. But you know what? If you're not reading, you're not leading. So you really need to be reading. And yeah, I know we have a short attention span and, and that's all hard, but you're, you, really, you really need to be reading uh, to, to be leading others. And so uh, you need to be reading books with people, but you need to be reading for yourself as well. Now, the next thing as a practical step is you've got to come up with a self-care plan. You've got to figure out what it is that you want to do uh, to see it all happen. Like, like if you have identified things that you need to address, you need to deal with, or that you need to do differently just for your stamina, your longevity in ministry and life, you need to kind of camp down on that and figure out what it is and figure out, you know, what are the, what are the options for me to deal with this? You know, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times pastors and leaders, um, they avoid doctors. <laughs> Uh, they avoid getting prayer. Uh, and sometimes I think we're afraid to be perceived weak. But you know what? We are weak. If it isn't for Jesus, you know, we wouldn't be able to do anything. So, uh, you know, in the Beatitudes, uh, Matthew 5, 3, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, the poor in spirit literally means those who know their need. So when we admit our need, the kingdom of God rushes in to meet it. So, we need to admit our self-care needs. It's a big deal. And then ultimately, ministry training. Got to sharpen the tools. You got to figure out, you know, what it is that you need, and you got to find out how you can get a hold of it. So whether it's skills around ministry, just um, thinking skills, planning skills, um, things around, you know, self-awareness, other awareness, uh, coaching skills, listening skills, whatever it is, you need to sharpen the tools you've got, got to put them to, to work. So that's, those are some of the practical steps you can take uh, to engage in putting together a process of Kaizen, constant improvement. So don't be a minimalist. Maximize. Make a maximum effort. Seek that Holy Spirit Kaizen, that constant improvement even if it's just by little bits, one step at a time, invest in yourself and invest yourself in the mission. Go all in. Burn the boats. Go for it. Don't hold back. And as you invest in your own self and in what it is that God has you doing, your role in the kingdom of God, of a kingdom of God and the kingdom economy, Watch what the Lord does. So as you apply yourself, you're going to be amazed at how much more you're going to be effective in the things that God has for you. So I know there are things in your life that are outside your control. That's okay. Uh, 
Paul knew that. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and he said that God's grace was sufficient for him. So God's grace is sufficient for you. We're not looking for perfection. We are shooting for excellence, which is probably more than we got going on right now. So invest yourself in that continuous improvement. Press on towards the goal for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of you. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you.